starting four minutes late. Uh, Hello there. <clears throat> I'm Allison from the Celios Business Network. I'm here with our co-hosts of Ask the Pokedexpert. Due to some concerning messages the network has received over the past several weeks about the content and composure of this show. Now, I obviously do not watch or listen to this show. I have little interest in Pokemon and far littler interest in Anthony and Mike. However, I'm here tonight to make sure things run smoothly on track and the way they're meant to. I hope that you enjoy this show for whatever reason you enjoy this show and I'll be here keeping an eye on things. Ask the Poka Dexpert. Hello, friends. Welcome to Ask the Pokedexpert, where we ask audience questions to our special guest expert. I'm your host and Pokedexpert, Mike Ellison. With me, as always, this week, we have our co-host, Anthony Reed. I'm the world's foremost Pokemon expert in Pokemon sociology, Pokemon biology, and Pokemon social biology. Again, I'm Pokemon Mike Ellison. Normally here, we'd introduce our guests, but uh, th this week, we do have a guest, and it is Allison from the Celios Business Podcast Network. Thank you so much for joining us, Allison. Rushed and unprofessional introduction. Um, Mike, I think you might have said that you were a, a Pokemon during that. <laughs> Put me on mute. Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, Allison, I think uh, there's some oh difficulty... Yeah, uh, 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 just please stand by. Please stand by. Do you think she heard? I, I'm so scared. Anthony, I, before you played the ad, I thought she liked me. Okay, uh, we should go back. We can't do this all day. No. <clears throat> Immediate Allison, technical difficulty. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, but we we've got it sorted out. Uh, uh, Allison, I am so happy to have you on the show. It's such a great opportunity for the network to come and see the really uh, good uh, the the good work that we are doing uh, here on the show, and that it's a lot of value for um, other people to come and learn about uh, their about Pokemon. And and this week we're learning about a very special Pokemon. Uh, the Pokemon's name is Lilip. It is the Sea Lily Pokemon. Uh, the Pokedex lists Lilip as a three foot three, 52 and a half pound Pokemon. And uh, I don't know how you feel about this Pokemon, Mike, but this one has me pretty interested. This should be an exciting uh, discussion. I'm so happy that Allison has joined us this week because Lilip is my favorite Pokemon. 
and one of the things, this is the first time on the show we have talked about a Pokemon that uh, has this sort of special connection in uh, the reality of the world, which is that this Pokemon was once thought to be extinct. And through some scientific intervention and uh, some small pockets of, uh, of descendants found in the Galar region that had a close DNA match, we have been able to uh, revive this Pokemon back to life. It was a fascinating story. Uh, Allison, uh, did you catch any of this story when it was uh, airing in the news the last uh, about two years ago? I'm sorry, what? Uh, the the Lilip story, the huge news that that rocked the scientific community, where Lilip was brought back from literal extinction. They they discovered a fossil and were able to find some of its DNA and extract that DNA and re reimagine the Pokemon. And now it's proliferating like crazy. It's amazing. I mean, it, wow. it truly was a a symbol of. Uh, if we are capable of doing something, we are morally obligated to do it. I'm sorry, is the name of this show Inform Your Network Supervisor? Uh, no, I, I mean, I was looking, maybe if you had insight, uh, you know, it was a pretty big news story at the time. I didn't know if you had things you were interested to speak on. We can we can move on. Yeah, uh, just normally when there's a guest on the show, uh, you know, they, they share their insight into the Pokemon. And so when uh, we heard that you were coming on the show to talk about Lilip, I thought for sure you would have some insight on Lilip. Lilip is a Pokemon, I imagine. Yep, that's true. That's a great, great insight, Allison. Great insight. I got some questions here, Mike. You want to start answering some questions oh, about uh, this yes. Pokemon? All right, great. <clears throat> uh, so we got a question here about, you know, honestly, there were a lot of uh, questions about Lilip because of the nature of uh, its recent return to the world. Uh, that we wanted to, there's a lot of basic questions about the biology, and I thought maybe you might want to tackle some of these uh, quickly, but I think they're good ones. Um First of all, uh, how does this Pokemon move? Uh, you know, it looks to be as rocky as it is, maybe a bit more of a sedimentary uh, uh, Pokemon. So uh, how, how does it move? That's a great question. Uh, great question. Whoever submitted that question, we're so fortunate to have you among the very many listeners of our show. Uh, it really means a lot that you tune in week in and week out uh, to talk to us about Pokemon. Thank you so much uh, for your support. Uh, and yes, the Lilip, of course, uh, has a very rigid looking structure in places. You know, those those bands around the, the middle of its waist can be can be very rigid, uh, but also there is a flexibility built into them. So uh, they do kind of uh, undulate and sway. Uh, those little pads on their feet also can can lift and move. Uh, oh, so they I was wondering about that. To. Yeah, they yeah, it looked a little to, bit like know? a stand, right? You know, like it might be used to to hold up a lot of things, but to be able to move and undulate that that could lead to a lot of the motion you might see in a little leap. Right, exactly. You know, the sea lily Pokemon does tend to grow on the bottom of boats uh, or against rocks and things like that, but it will shift itself as necessary to capture more food. 
that is a very already we are learning some very fascinating things uh, about this Pokemon and, and about its uh, its bi basic biology. Uh, do you looking at this now? Uh, now that you are here and with us, uh, anything that uh, strikes your interest uh, as our guest, Allison? Me. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, um, I'm sure. It's I'm sure we've got a lot of questions from the community though, Anthony. I'm sure we could pull up another one of those. We do, we do. And I do want to say, if you are watching us live at twitch.tv slash SRSBIZ underscore network, uh, the home of the Celios Business Network on Twitch, then you could be asking these questions live in the chat Tuesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless Daylight Savings is active, and then it is Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Uh, don't get confused. That Daylight Savings really throws a wrench in the works. So be very aware of it, uh, acutely aware of it. Uh, you, uh, right. We've got a question here. It says, uh, is it true that Lilip is the only Pokemon confirmed to have originated in the chaos dimension? Uh, this, I don't know where this question came from. <laughs> oh, what a, what a silly it's, question. You know, it's a great question, Anthony. Uh, great question. A lot of people ask questions and they're not entirely science based, you know? Um, now, I won't, I won't claim to know everything about the chaos dimension, of course. I mean, that, what a ridiculous claim that would be. Uh, I, it would a, be a, a very tall order to, to know to everything know that. that would be. I yeah. want to know more about the chaos dimension. Oh, you might want to check out uh, some other shows about, about uh metaphysics or uh not an expert uh, on the chaos dimension that is true i am not an expert yeah. uh but i am a pokemon expert and so i can talk about where Lilip is from originally uh you know we we touched on it briefly at the start of the show uh Lilip was created again from a fossil. Uh, that fossil, of course, was found uh, off the coast. Um, uh, and, um, you know, I, I just want to jump in here and say that I am so excited, Allison, that you happen to come back this week. I don't know if you, uh, you said you weren't listening. I don't know if you've read any of my emails, the emails Mike was sending. Uh, you know, recently I had an incident with a milkery. And that milkery incident has been resolved. And so I know that there have been some concerns about the show. I know that there have been some, some questions, maybe about a few things. And honestly, the milkery was a big, that, that was the problem. Uh, just this week, I, I'm happy to announce, because I can now, happy to announce that uh, Professor Crum has dropped the lawsuit uh, against me personally. Uh, he has dropped the suit and uh, sent me a signed copy of his book. Uh, as, a, as an apology, we, you know, we, we talked on the phone. I called him up. I said, look, the milkery was the problem. 
um, you know, we talked for a couple of hours and everything was, uh, we were very happy uh, with the outcome of that particular thing. So, you know, things are, are looking up, things are getting, uh, getting better over here is what I'm trying to say. And uh, I'm just so happy you're here. About legal issues on their show live. Yes, we're very happy to finally speak about the end of this legal issue on our show. <laughs> it's put to bed now. So uh, did he say anything about the network or the show? Or I'll uh, definitely give him a call back. I'm sure it'll be fine. Great. Uh, as I was saying, the, the fossils were found in the Hoenn region. Uh, and so, you know, it, it's important to, to, to think about plate tectonics when we talk about fossil discovery of underwater Pokemon. And so, you know, it, it is possible, of course, uh, that maybe, maybe Lilip didn't originate in Hoenn, but mm. in a nearby island chain, you know, it could have been Kanto, it could have been, it could have been, um, you know, Johto maybe, but uh, certainly in that general area of the world. Uh, well, and that, that lends some credence to the theories that there are close living relatives found in the southern regions of Galar. That's uh, a very far cry distance-wise from what you're talking about. And I think that uh, you know, your tectonic theory as an expert, uh, as you are, and, and not in uh, archaeology and paleontology, we should point out. No, no, but no. But still, your expertise has done you credit once again, because uh, I think your insight is uh, very on point there. And of course, like we mentioned as well, uh, with with shipping and everything kind of uh, becoming more uh, proliferative in the world, you know, uh, these Lilip and and Pokemon like it that would cling to the sides of of boats and rocks may have been transported over to the Galar region uh, in that method as well. And so there are a lot. There's a lot of great research to be done in the area, which I would very much love the opportunity to undertake myself you know um the the trip to alola was very fruitful uh and i'm super glad to be back here nose to the grindstone working on that book uh but you know i'm i would love a trip to galler yeah i got another question here for you uh mike if you uh you, don't Anthony. mind yes please uh, so what are the potential impacts from a health and safety perspective for scientists mm -hmm. rushing in to awaken extinct Pokemon from millions of years ago? Uh, and this questioner says, you know, they feel like they're probably died out for a reason. That's a great question. Uh, but great I question. assure you, if a scientist is doing it, they know what they're doing and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, I don't think we can, uh, you know, far be it for us to question oh, yeah. any decision made a by a scientist right. right that would be crazy i think ultimately there is no second guessing science that's no. not uh, uh the science isn't there to be second guessed right it isn't there to be uh, that's the best you know that's the best thing about science is how infallible it is right if uh if well, we shouldn't be doing it we wouldn't be able to right that's true 
that that actually a hundred percent I agree with you know and and as we learn more uh, of course because you know things are always changing in the scientific community and as we learn more we understand that uh, previous science was just imperfect and that's okay uh, because it's okay for everyone to make a mistake every once in a while just as long as they're continuing to do better and and kind of we they already made their mistakes right they the mistakes are behind them now these right. are the best days. Right. They right. can't make the any golden more mistakes. age of science is never behind us. It's always ahead. That's right. That's right. And uh, really, as professionals, we should trust them mm. that they are right and they should be doing their job that they are doing. Uh, because they they're are, good at yeah, it. They're good at it. They are good you know, at it. They're great at it. And I think it's important for everyone to remember uh, that scientists and fact-based journalists uh, working in and near science are so important in today's today's world, especially, you know, uh, everything that's going on outside right now is crazy. And it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be possible uh, for us to learn anything from it if it weren't for fact-based journalism uh, live on the internet every Tuesday night uh, at 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central on SRSBIZ underscore network on Twitch, you know? Uh, and so I just think it's really important that everyone tunes in to Ask the Pokedexpert and shows like us uh, that deliver fact-based science. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Allison, you have a lot of interest in making sure things are right. Um, you know, where, where do you fall on this, uh, uh, these scientists, uh, you know, really doing their job? That's a great question, Anthony. Great question. Thanks, Mike. You know, I fall on the side of letting them in perpetuity. Mike. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Allison? Listen, Mike, my dad loves you. Craig is, is the reason that this show has survived as long as it has. We are very proud of this network. I'm very proud of the, the future of our content. Now, thinly veiled self-praise, um, unabashed excuse of past transgressions, don't seem to be in the 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 docket for the show description. No, no, those are the this past. Is not, oh, no. That's watch the past the of the show. Right. Watch the Pokedexpert talk about how great the Pokedexpert is. It's also no, not would... watch the Pokedexpert ask for funding. And we would never do either of those things on we the show. We would never we do that. No, we were talking about uh, scientists in general, uh, kind of all over... Uh, all over the world, you know, um, doing a lot of really great work and just how fortunate we are to you and your father for uh, giving us the chance to to report back on it to the folks who need to hear it. Also, you can go to patreon.com slash Pokedexpert to support the show uh, and its endeavors here on the network. That is patreon.com slash Pokedexpert so that we can go and get the hard hitting facts for you that we can bring back uh, for some of these great, uh, the great experiments. I mean, I, first, personally, I'm just very excited that the show is now connected to patreon.com slash Pokedexpert instead of Pokedexpert one. Uh, this is, uh, and we are so thrilled to have all of the patrons supporting the show uh, and, and going out there and showing people 
that, there, that this has value to you, that it's worth it. And, and we really, really appreciate that. Uh, I do have a question in the chat, Mike, from someone who says, uh, what about the recent scientific attempts to create Mu3? Can you seriously defend those? I'll let you take that. That's a great question. Um, Is it? Yes, I think is that Is that a great question in the context of tonight's show? You've been on air for 25 minutes and have answered exactly two questions without seriously addressing the legitimate question asker's concern. You've I will talked say though, around Mike. them. You've tossed to me who has clearly expressed, I do not know anything nor care to know anything about Pokemon. You mm. have talked about yourselves. You have talked about your, what was it? Many listeners, um, if you count four as many, then... I guess that's on you. Oh, there's a, uh, there, there is a, a current bug on Twitch that does not display listener counts correctly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's, uh, it depends on your browser version. We can get into it after, but um, that's, that's not an accurate count. And now we're praising questions that have, I did not hear Lilip once in that question. We got a comment in the chat says uh great criticism yeah thank you thank you listener i got another one here for you mike uh how is lily yeah 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 no this is an important one we need to uh we need to address Uh, you know uh great great criticisms allison but we really got to move on uh we really got to make sure we we hit all these questions we don't ever want to leave a question unanswered here on ask the public expert and so we will um, never ever uh so uh how is the real world population of Lelips affecting the oceanic food chain now that they have been reintroduced into the wild within days of being successfully resurrected you know i think that that honestly is a great question uh, it's a great question it's, it's a great question and something that i think is really great about it is the the recognition of the damage that can happen when a Lilip isn't, you know, properly socialized. Of course, the newspapers aren't wrong. There is a massive influx of Lilip right now, especially in the Southern Pacific. It's, it's becoming a real issue, uh, not just for Pokemon, but also for, for animals. Uh, but, you know, the animals will figure it out. Uh, it's the Pokemon that I'm concerned about. Uh, just thinking about all those seals that that see a Lilip and they think that it's just a sea anemone or, or another uh, part of the food chain, you know, is really tough. Uh, and so I do worry about what might happen over the next few months as, as we all learn how to control and manage the Lilip population. Especially as we see these Lilip continue to grow and get stronger and potentially evolve in the wild. Uh, and then we have a much larger, literally, problem that we would have to deal with uh, in a lot of these spaces. So, Anthony, we're just focusing on Lilip. You're right. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, 
you might find a situation where Lalip has a new roommate uh, and that that, uh, that roommate to that Lalip is a, a big a big fellow uh, and you know maybe that Lalip uh, goes to the fridge and there's no food because the new roommate who has moved in with Lalip's mom maybe uh, ate all of the leftovers for Lalip. This is all metaphorical, of course. We're no, talking about- So the Lalip's mom is, so the, the Lalip's mom was, was buying food for the Lalip and the roommate just ate it all? Well, uh, the, the, Leap's, the Lalip's mom might've bought food for uh, everywhere, everyone in, in the area, you know, providing for a large group of people and the new roommate that is um, spending time, we'll say, with Lalip's mom uh, is also now, one of the people that's being provided. Time, do you mean like spending time, wink? Well, I. It just hangs out and sucks on the end of the, the boat. Because if you have a Lalip and a Lalip's roommate, and the Lalip's roommate is spending time with the Lalip's mom, and you have this conflict of eating all of the food in the refrigerator and then you have this leap who doesn't know where to go because she has all of a sudden um been her food source has been taken away as has the love of her mother because this new roommate swept in but now she has to reconcile living with this roommate and giving up the love from her mother and let's not forget that the mother of this leap is also a roommate okay so this is an awkward they're situation. all living together yes Okay, and now where is um where does this roommate come from in terms of uh did did they previously know the Lalip? Are they friends from how do how do they know each other? It's been weeks, that like weeks that they've known each other. Okay, so the Lilip uh, and the Lilip's mom, the Lilip's mother met this uh larger fellow like uh a couple of weeks ago and already just what's moved his name? In. What's his name? All right, Ted is not the point here, okay? But 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 Ted, Ted. Uh, look, he is a mess, okay? This guy is nothing but bad news. And it doesn't matter what the Lilip says to its mother, uh, she's just hard in on Ted. Like, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. No, there's nothing, there's no, Ted is... Ted is no good, okay? But Ted he has that is... audience charm. You know, it's, it's that you shouldn't like him, but there's something that draws you in. Uh, he's, he's nothing but charm. He's just got charm and nothing else. No substance. And yeah, okay, he's got, a, I mean, a very high paying job. Um, and like, yeah, he can support the Lilip, I guess. And I imagine he will have the funds to eventually kick the Lalip out, which is going to add additional conflict to this story when the Lalip's mother and Ted are living together in this house and the Lalip has to find somewhere else to go. That would never happen because the Lalip doesn't have a milkery anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds, that sounds right. I got another question here. Um, Mike, and we don't want to leave any questions unasked. <clears throat> um, hello, Pokedexpert. Laleeps, how can I get some of that? That is a great question, question asker. Thank you so much. For I've asking. got it. Laleep, my mother alone. That's what it's called. 
What that's what what is called? The series. The series that you're writing, Anthony. Oh. Okay. Okay, Lalip. Lalip, my mother alone. I figure it can be um a short trial and then we can extend it out to to this whole universe i don't have trials anymore i'm i'm all i'm clear out of trials i don't i got i was he dropped short, the charges yeah 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 no we can just we can just test it out i mean oh oh do a little okay. quick maybe do a little quick comic release maybe um you know see beta test it with the readers and see how they are um then we can expand it into a full a full novel uh, a full, right. a full uh, TV series. We can get the funding for that. We absolutely can. Okay. My dad wanted to fund Mike's next research trip, but I think this is a much better idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We can. We can. We can do that. Okay. I'll get right on that. I'll get started okay. on that. Perfect, Anthony. I'm going to send you an email. I've got a lot of ideas rolling around and I think that this is going to be a, this is going to, it's going to be great. I, I'm excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Okay. Good. Uh, question asker, you can get Lilip's uh, just down at the, down at the docks. If you check under any boat, uh, especially lately, uh, there's a lot of them there. And you can join us at uh, twitch.tv slash SRSBIZ underscore network every Tuesday night, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central, 6.30 Pacific. Uh, 3.30 Alolan time for uh, all of my friends back in Alola. Thank you so much for watching this afternoon. I think at some point, the Leap's dad has to come back into the picture and understand that he has been replaced by this bigger, stronger, younger, richer Ted. Oh, that's not going to be great. Oh, it's going to be great. Well, uh, thank you everyone for coming. Uh, of course, next week we will be discussing uh, comb fay. So uh, come with your comb fay questions or you can uh, shoot them to us in our Discord. Uh, the links to the Discord are right here in the show notes if you're listening to this on a podcast. Uh, and they are down below uh, on Twitch if you are watching on Twitch. Um, Allison, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, thank you, Anthony. I'm, I'm very excited to move things forward here. Me too. And Mike, thank you for being a part of this, of course, as well. Every week. <laughs> and I guess, uh, good night, everybody. And we will, we'll see you all next week. Anthony, so I, I thought we were trying to avoid talking about Crawdilly because the show is about Lilip. The show is definitely about Lilip and Lilip's mom. And now we have this new dynamic that we can move forward with. And I think that if we really focus on the emotional trauma of Lilip's childhood, then we'll have some strong resonance with our listeners. Serious business.